The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. That's science. That's how it works. So Dev, science. How's science. Man, Rick and Morty, seven more episodes. Um, I love that. Seven shit. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Dev, you still there? Episode of Rick and Morty. He's in and out. He's I'm here. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we started a couple minutes ago, so here we I go. Saw. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, we got man, Kev's Kev's awkward intro the other day was amazing. Like. We probably talked for five minutes before I knew he was recording. Was this the yeah, one no. after the Marvel one? Yeah. Yeah. He, I just, man, I'm glad he he missed a couple things on there, but whew, that was crazy. That was bonkers. All right. I do the cough. <coughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do the cough. It just became a habit. All right. Here we go. Welcome, family and new friends alike. My name is Coach Hulk, aka Coach Mo, aka Why do I do AKs? That's so dumb. Stop AKing. This is PG PSVG OT. Episode 28, and I'm stumbling on my words. Why am I stumbling? Because today I am joined by my dude, the Thor to my Hulk, Dev T, back in the building, two weeks in a row. Yes, Dev, how's it going, man? Did we lose him? We, after all that hype. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Oh, back. Back. Dude, the internet in this room is the absolute worst i gotta get power line adapters or something because it is just garbage here's the thing no one expects like quality from us it's quantity i think that's what I'm saying. i don't, I don't think know. that's right <laughs> and also joining us today our psvg brethren josh how's it going my dude it's going very well very well it's been a great day so uh things are going great it? I saw you were playing a board game on on the the group me the the, the Discord. Oh yeah, what yeah. was it? What, uh, was what did I post a picture of? We even we played a bunch of parts. games tonight. Um, what did I take a picture of? Oh, um, flip ships. Yeah, it's a dexterity game. So you're literally like putting, um, like you know, like you play like um, table football. You're literally putting a piece on the side of the table and flipping it. Onto the game board. Oh, that sounds fun. Like, like a flip like cup. A oh, yeah, I, yeah, do like I do love me some flip cup. I'm just going to say. All right. Now, this is a memory sharing, uh, friends becoming closer than blood type of podcast. When we have two things and we share the memories, we do that. And the second, our second amendment is thou shall not be prepared. So have I in any way, shape or form, prepared y'all today for, for what's going to happen? No. Not even at a time until like three hours. That's what I'm talking about. I'm feeling even more underprepared than usual. That's yes. That's that's the dream, guys. That's what we're looking for. Now today's memory is brought to you by prom because we have just had it. And so, what my kids and I, one of their favorite Coach Mo stories, which I'm actually very excited to tell on here, because I know it's going to make a certain listener whose name starts with a J laugh. 
is we're going to tell our first school dance story. Now, here, here's mine. See, I was a freshman. I was uh, about 6'6 and some change, 280 plus pounds, playing varsity football. I didn't hang out with a lot of freshmen. I hung out with seniors because seniors were on the varsity football team. There was a girl basketball player who was also 6'6", very tall girl, very good basketball player. She walked up to me one day, I believe it was October, and said, you and me, we're going to go to homecoming. Now, I was not a smart man. I didn't understand that what I was signing up for was a very long, drawn-out process where I was going to have to be paying attention to things. So instead, I said, yes, you're tall. I think you're cute. This works for me. <laughs> she laughed. I laughed. We moved on. After a couple of weeks of hanging out, we ended up dating. <laughs> then comes homecoming. Now, uh, at this point in time, I was not living with my family. I was living with some other people, and we won't get into all that. But no one was there to teach me the homecoming ways. Nobody was there to and give me the details, the importances of a homecoming. You see, I did not have the background of what I needed to be doing. I did not know I needed a tux. I did not know about the corsage. I did not know that I needed a plan to bring money for meals. See, I had no, I just thought it was like middle school where you went to the dance and you danced. That was the thing. It was free, life was good. My date kept telling me her dress was purple and I would nod my head. It's like, okay, how many times do you have to tell me this? Gosh, you're tall, but you are not smart. <laughs> not realizing in this situation, I am the dumb one. See, the reason she was telling me that her dress was purple was, I guess with tuxes, there are purple accents or the, the, the vest things have to be colored properly. Cumberbuns and things. Yeah, yeah. So she, she arrives to pick me up and I'm wearing a pair of basketball shorts, <gasps> a pair of slides, and a t-shirt. Normal middle school dance apparel for myself. Normal. Quote. Oh, uh, <laughs> because she kept saying her dress was purple, I, being you know this smart intellectual person that I was, figured I should probably wear some purple shorts. So my shorts were in fact purple. There you go. And as she pulls up to pick me up, remember, she's a senior. I am a freshman. I have a big smile on my face like, oh, I'm a genius. I'm wearing purple shorts. She's going to love it. And she comes out with this face that is not love. <laughs> to this day, I cannot think of a word that probably describes the disgust and horror on this young lady's face. Jeez. And she comes up and was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm ready to go dance. Like, we're going to go dance and have a good time. It's going to be great. Where you, where's your tux? I'm like, what tux? Where's your this? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, how about the corsage? The what? Like, I'm like, girl, I don't speak French. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, I'm in Spanish. You're one. Hola, muchacha. <laughs> so this, is a, this is a very awkward conversation. And so then one of the people that I'm staying with walks out and she goes, is that your mom? I'm like, oh, no, it's my whoever. You know, I explained the situation. She goes, so you really have no idea what's supposed to happen, do you? I was like, no. So she drives us to her house. She goes in into the house. And she comes back out in a pair of basketball shorts, a t-shirt, and flip-flops. Uh, really a classy move by her. Like, once she understood my issue and her thinking, yes, he's a freshman. He does not know these things. 
her mom and dad laughed, took pictures, and you know, I'm like, I don't give it so funny, guys. <laughs> like, why do you keep saying this French <laughs> word about corsages to me? And by the way, like, I'm not getting it. <laughs> we get in the car, we drive to the school, and our principal goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not wearing proper attire." Da da da. She explains the whole thing to him, and he starts laughing. He's like, "This is why you shouldn't have asked a freshman." And they became a joke between them. So they let us stand and we danced the night away. I will remember that the rest of my life because that was the moment I realized how important educators are. Had a coach explain to me what homecoming was, what homecoming should look like. Different story. But because he didn't, I now know the things I need to say to my kids when they're freshmen. And it, it helped change and mold who I became as a teacher. So I will remember my first dance story forever. It's one of my favorites. So Dev, your first dance story, my man. Okay, so let's 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 time out for a second because you said homecoming. <laughs> and yes. my homecoming, it was pretty much where whatever. It wasn't a whole formal thing. We had winter formal where yes, you wore a suit, and then you had prom where you wore the tux. Now I don't See, know if that's our, just a West school, Coast thing or what. <laughs> well, remember, this, this would have been Portland, Oregon, but our school was a football school, and literally people cared more about being homecoming king and queen than they did about prom. Like, that was, like, our dance. I, I didn't go to, like, my junior prom because nobody wanted to go. Like, most of the junior class did not attend because homecoming was the one that mattered. Like, our king and queen did not show up for prom night. Uh-huh. Because, again, like, our dance was homecoming. So I think oh. it just might have been a culture thing for our school because okay. we were a football school. That was the one that mattered. Okay. Well, that makes more sense because I was just like, wait a minute. Y'all do it way different than we do because homecoming is just y'all chilling. And speaking of which, I think that was actually my first dance. Freshman year, uh, ninth grade. Um, there was this one chick that I was dating. Uh, we kind of dated off and on in like early ninth grade. And then, uh, so yeah, I asked her to come with me to uh, to uh, homecoming. Me being a freshman, not knowing pretty much the same thing as you, like what you're supposed to do, and you're supposed to have money, and then you're gonna do the stuff after the dance, and you guys are gonna go out and all of this and stuff. I'm like, man, I don't know nothing about none about any of that. So I'm thinking, yeah, my mom will will pick us up, we'll go, we'll dance, and then we'll come home or whatever. But you know, there's the whole after party. There's the you want to have money to go eat and all that kind of stuff, and. I had none of that. So for me, it was just like, okay, yeah, we're done. Let's, let's go home. And I'm not a big dancer anyway. I'm not, I was never that kind of social person. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really want to go to dance. I'd, I'd rather just hang out somewhere. So it ended up being just like a really just off night where it's just like, you're experiencing all of this stuff for the first time. And you're just like, what in the heck? And of course, everybody else that was there had done like the eighth grade dance and the seventh grade dance and all of that good stuff. And I had done none of that. So it was just, really really awkward i guess would be the best way to describe it and uh yeah that was that one and they they got progressively better as the years go went on but <laughs> makes sense makes even sense. still like ugh. it oh. did become a small tradition with me that for every homecoming after that i did wear shorts slides and a t-shirt and it became like something that my entire d-line did with me my uh, junior and senior year nice that was awesome. pretty, pretty good that is so, awesome so josh first dance experience. Yeah. So I don't know if you could, if you could see me, you could probably tell I don't look like much of a dancer. So uh, I didn't go to uh, 
I would say I didn't go to like my real first dance until junior prime, I want to say. Um, but I was in a really small high school. We didn't have like homecomings, uh, homecoming dances and stuff like that. So, um, you know, junior prime was like the first big dance for everybody. And it was, man, I was way too old to be going through what I went through, but um, I had never gotten like a suit suit. You know, I had something for like funerals and, and stuff like that, but um, nothing for a dance. So my in my dad's infinite wisdom, he thought he was going to take me out to get my first like dressy up for a dance. I ended up taking a girl I went to grammar school with to the dance. So she didn't know anyone from my school. We hadn't seen each other for a while. But the day we went out to get uh, the outfit, she didn't tell me where we were going. We just got into the car and we drove. And in, in, uh, he drove us out to the Salvation Army. And we walked in and we're looking through all their suits, which I didn't even know that they had, <laughs> to, be, to be totally honest with you. And he picks out this old-timey, like, tweed, tan suit. And it was horrible. I didn't have a say. He wouldn't hear anything. And he's like, I already thought this out. This is exactly what I was looking for. I'm going to, you can all look sharp, all this kind of stuff. So he gets me this whole setup. We get back to the house. He goes into his room, he, he opens one of his drawers, and he pulls out a pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives me this pocket watch, and he, and he shows, he's like, puts it in the front pocket, and he you know, has the chain, and he connects it to the one of the buttons, and he gives me the, like, um, a tie tag and the, the, and the cufflinks. And, man, if I didn't look like... McLovin meets Sherlock Holmes. I don't know what. I, like. <laughs> I, I used to part my hair in the middle and it would part to the side like a book, oh, like an open book. It was, oh, man, I saw pictures of it and I was making the most out of it because I was making, I was acting like a total goof. But man, if it wasn't the most, one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And uh, yeah, I still can't live that moment down. Like <laughs> you are definitely gonna have to post pictures to the Discord. Oh man, I just yeah, I'll find some. I'm try some. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna remember that for the rest of my life. Uh, it was awful. It was so bad. Okay. <laughs> now normally is where we get into the questions, but however, due to the questions, I need to ask Devin a question. Devin. Do you have a curveball for today, sir? Uh, yes. All right, bring it on. All right, so the curveball is this. If your favorite sports team moved to the city that you hate the most, would you still follow that sports team? And if not, which team would you root for instead? Oh, man. So is this... All of my favorite sports teams are just like the number one favorite. The number one. Oh, goodness. So if the Bears moved to Green Bay. <laughs> as long as we kept the mantra of as Bears, we became the, the Green Bay Bears. Let's say the, the Packers 
fold. Uh, the whole the whole building's imploded, and lit on fire forever. And uh, the Bears are moved in because Chicago, just Chicago. Uh, yeah, I would still follow them. Um, but if they ever like try to don a cheese hat on top of the bear, I, I think I'd have to walk away. <laughs> I think I'd have to walk away. And if I walked away, it would be whoever had the best defense at the time because I'm a defensive guy. So for now, I, I would stick with him. But if the, the, the trademarks and the things got creepy, I, I'd leave. So no cheese bears. Yeah, no cheese bears. <laughs> like, I don't mind if you do it as a joke, but if it was like a built-in, like, happy smiling bear with cheese curds in his hand, I would I would leave. I would just leave. <laughs> I mean, bears don't eat dairy. <laughs> it's not natural. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Josh? Uh, okay, so I have a, I have a I have a follow-up question before I answer. It, if it's my favorite team, do I is it all my favorite teams or do I still have other teams like different sports? This is the team. The, the team. team. All right. The so, team. Yeah. Here's- so like my, my Cubs and my Blackhawks would be staying in Chicago just the Bears would be leaving. Okay, that's that's good. That that well, okay. So this might seem a little drastic, but if if the New England Patriots moved to New York and the whole organization went with them, I would just stop watching football forever. And I would just watch the Red Sox. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Wow. Or the Bruins. No more. Yeah, wow. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm from Massachusetts, and, and regardless of what people think of the teams, as a as a kid, I was taught what sports hate is, and <laughs> I can't – I just can't. I love the people of New York. Well, I don't love them. I, I tolerate the people of New York, but <laughs> no, I can't. It would be tough, but I would have to just say – Bye. Enjoy your retirement, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, if my Lakers for some reason ended up moving to Boston, um, we don't want them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm sure Boston would move itself because it's not having that. Yeah. But if they somehow became the Boston Lakers, I mean, I would just have to root against them the same way I root against the Celtics. Um, yeah, and I'd yeah. be a Golden State Warriors fan. Oh, boy. I just go ahead and jump on that bandwagon <laughs> and call it a day. Like, I can't, I can't root for anything Boston related. It's just that's not gonna happen. Can't, I, get I can't it. do it. I can't do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Loyalty only runs so deep. <laughs> There's just certain things we can't do. It. That's why I always turn on on Matt. I always turn franchise moving off because mm. in one of my storied like I was like six or seven years deep and I was playing as a coach and. The, they moved the Bears to, I think it was like Kansas City. It was some, some city oriented team. I was like, no, no, this is no, this is not happening. And I couldn't go back to find my save file. So I just stopped, deleted that, and started over as an owner. And that's why I only play as an owner now. Or if I play as a coach, I turn team moving off nice. with the Chicago Bears forever. <laughs> Saskatchewan Bears. <laughs> the Toronto Bears. <laughs> boy. All right. Now, um, the reason we did the curveball early was because this is our first like full-fledged OT in a while, and we have a lot of questions saved up, and I wanted time to kind of hit these. 
Um, and I'll go through as many as I can. I'll give us like 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll, we'll get to the next part. So our first one, if you could remake a movie, what would it be? And I'm going to go first on this one because I already have this one locked in. Judge Dredd. Ooh. Wait, Judge the, re- Dredd. the remake or the original? The original. <laughs> that Okay, Sylvester Stallone was an awesome Judge Dredd. I'm not, I'm not looking past that. He did great. However, if they remade that with like – a, they went a little less goofy when he got outside the city. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you went more realistic and you really leaned in to like that difference between how dark the city was, and how light it was outside. I thought that would have been so cool. Like, so there was just a couple scenes where I was like, what are you guys doing? You could do so much better than this. I really loved that movie, but I would love to see it redone. Like with more thought going into everything. You know what I mean? I just feel like there were some scenes in that where like they were not, completely fleshed out ideas so josh how about you it's a tough question i mean just listening to racking my brain like all these movies that i would like remake but i'm like oh well that's that was a decent movie like i don't want to just jump on the the video game i mean the, the video game the um superhero bandwagon because like i could easily say fantastic four um and not with you know fox but um i think like i'm like a good old school sci-fi kind of guy i think if they could remake the original 2001 for like a newer audience um it was like the the first like big space movie like, like which like had a lot more meaning about like the creation of man and all this kind of stuff and and artificial intelligence you know taking over um a lot of people haven't seen it and at this point probably won't see it just because it's a it's a fairly old movie um so i think that would be great to see them remake that i can't let you do that josh yeah exactly um just because i i've always talked about it and i hate them so much i'd remake the x-men movies yeah yep um Oh my god, the casting was just so terrible. What they did with the characters was bad. Like Storm is like this little tiny Holly Berry when she should have been like this ever-present Angela Bassett. Um mm-hmm. Rogue's character was this little kid. It was basically Jubilee, but didn't have any of Rogue's powers either. It was just like she didn't have any of her powers after stealing them from uh Miss Marvel. Yeah. Just the fact that Sabretooth and Wolverine, when they saw each other in the first one, had no idea who the, who they were, but it was just like this big fight scene, but it, there was no recognition between the two. He didn't even call him a runt. Like, come on, man. <laughs> just, ugh, they were so bad. So bad and just cast so weird. So yeah, I definitely would, would remake those because, I mean, I love the X-Men and I pray to God that this Fox deal um, actually goes through. <laughs> And doesn't go to Comcast because I don't know if you guys heard Comcast has stepped in trying to buy Fox with cash. Um, Yeah, straight (laughs) cash. I just bought this baby cash. Um, So I'm just hoping that 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 doesn't happen and we actually get to go home to Marvel and we can you know do the X Men some justice because oh god those those X Men movies are bad. Yeah. Uh, Our next question. um, I moved this one up because it was uh, within the kind of same area. Coach's favorite catch-up show has just been canceled. What show would you save? So to premise this, 
uh, that show actually has been saved. Um, so yeah. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, yeah. I don't watch it on TV. I wait till the box set and then I buy the box set and I watch it straight through, um, just because that's how I prefer to like get my media. And so um, now that that's back, I was just I was so excited. So I'll think of something else. But so what show that's been canceled uh, would you save, uh, Josh? <coughs> well, I mean, the geeky go-to is Firefly, um, but I mean, that's been said and done. I think um, I save and bring back. There's a show that's that is coming right to my mind, and I'm already free- I'm forgetting the name, so I'm not going to mention that one because <laughs> obviously I can't. <laughs> uh, um, I think Fringe was probably one of my favorite like shows on Fox. Ironically. Fox cancels lots of my favorite shows, um, but I think I would I would bring back Fringe, uh, which was with Joshua Jackson and um, uh, Leonard Nimoy was on it. There's a lot of great characters in the show um, dealing with like multiple multiple realities, and it was like a like <coughs> X Files type show. JJ um, uh, Abrams was a part of it too. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Dev, how about you? Well, there's two shows that I based on sci-fi. Um, really, really good just sci-fi show where you're dealing with uh, far into the future where Mars has been colonized. You also have people living in the asteroid belt, and then you have Earth, and there's all of this animosity between the three, and they're going to war, basically, um, over just nonsense um and the fact that there's also like these off-world experiments that are also coming into play um but the show is just really really good it's got a huge following and they announced they weren't redoing it um and they've already started a petition that's got like over ten thousand people that have said bring it back or are asking netflix to pick it up um it's just it's a really really good show and the other one was dark matter also a sci-fi show that was really cool dealt with the Uh, they were like uh, bounty hunters or whatnot that ended up having their 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 minds erased. So they all woke up and had no idea what they were, who they were. So they assigned themselves just numbers based on who woke up first. And they were kind of like rediscovering their past and how terrible they were as people and how they wanted to be better than that and what they were escaping from in their past and stuff. It was a really good show as well. And also sci-fi decided not to pick it up. So those would be the shows I would definitely want to have renewed because they were good and they're not over like, we don't have any closure on them. So. <clears throat> so I only missed uh, one game in, in my entire illustrious semi-pro football career. The reason I missed it was I took a helmet to the, the in between my shin and my knee and the whole thing swelled up. And so I, we had to drain it. I had to go through and wear this really big contraption to protect my leg. They were scared I was going to lose it. But my wife was in a different city. And so I was left at the, the apartment while the team left for a week on, on, on a away game. So I turned on a show on, I believe it was Netflix, called Burn Notice. I'd never watched it before. Yes. I watched the first season and was in love. I was like, this is incredible. I would bring my Burn Notice from season two and rewrite everything else that they did. <laughs> One and two, phenomenal, really good, interesting story. But if I would, I would bring it back from two. I'm just gonna pretend everything else was was lost. So that would be mine. Nice, that's your choice. It's funny that Brooklyn Nine Nine got picked up by NBC, 
Uh, it's actually an NBC produced show. It just yeah. happened to air on Fox. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm, I'm glad that NBC was smart enough to be like, yeah, this has a good enough following. I'm not going to let it die. So okay. I'm glad they went ahead and did that. Nine, nine. So um, our next one is one. It's a two part question. Uh, is gaming food allowed for you? And if it is, what is it? Uh, Dev. Gaming food. Um, yes and no, because I hate getting my controllers all greasy, it's just a pain in the butt. Um, but use them a box of Oreos, yes, the whole box. Um, <laughs> uh, like Tostino's pizza rolls or pizza bagels, chips, nachos, they can be anything. Um, I for some reason prefer a lot of sour gummy bears. Um, but I, I just like to snack, so it can. It can almost be anything, but yeah, gaming food is allowed as much as I hate to get my controllers all greasy and stuff. But yeah, I definitely usually will have something to munch on while I'm gaming. All right. How about you, Josh? So if it's just me, like playing a solo game, I'm, I say, <coughs> I'm going to say, I say no, typically, like I'll eat in between, I'll pause it and have a meal. But um, if we're doing like, like halo like we have four people or eight people over playing games yeah it's like the stereotypical (laughs) mountain dew and doritos and just chips all over the place and then we get a pizza and you know take a time out but um definitely lots of snack food um you know back then you're not so when you're younger you're not so careful with your controllers or not so i didn't really care if i'm getting like doritos dust on my controllers or Greasy fingerprints. Now I take a little bit better care, especially considering the price of controllers. Yeah, right. Not that, not that coach would know about the price of controllers. Right now. <laughs> uh, so I just received a text message that said, "If I didn't tell the truth, I would be exposed." <laughs> so Illuminati, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, <laughs> God, students, I'm leaving in three weeks, so. Oh no. <laughs> You're gonna hear this. And this might make things really weird between us. In high school and college, before a new product was released that allowed me not to do this, I used to eat Starburst. However, I would put the entire Starburst in my mouth, use my tongue to take off the wrapper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> practice. Folding the wrapper. I could never do the. I couldn't do like the fancy. Like some people could make the cool little uh, a star. I couldn't do that, but I could fold it. Yeah. And then eat the candy. And <laughs> one of my old friends from high school who listens to this uh, evidently is watching and has shot me a message. <laughs> so I'm telling you the truth. Um, however, once they brought out the unwrapped Starburst minis. Uh, I usually have a bag of those or something like that around. Um, What I do is I break them up into serving sizes. So I never have more than a serving uh, when I'm playing. Um, But yeah, that's that's my (laughs) go-to. I learned too much about Mo today. Awesome. This is not going to be awkward at all for the next three weeks. Okay. <laughs> next question. Um, if you could, if you could do one of the cons, uh, which one would you choose and why? 
Uh, we'll go with Dev first. Um, <coughs> it'll probably just be Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. I mean, I've done it once before. <laughs> I see on the back. I would do New York Comic Con because I've done San Diego Comic Con, so I definitely would want to peep out the New York one. I feel like that's probably a little bit more live. Um, just also just to be in a different city. Um, that would definitely be the con that I'd, I'd want to check out out of all the vast majority of ridiculous cons that are out there. That'd be the one. Nice. Josh? So cons, I've been to my sh- fair share. They they tend to, like, if I was going to pick, like, E3, it's too big. It's too busy. And San Diego Comic-Con, as much as I'd love to go, it's just too much, I think. Um if I had to pick one though that I would just go and bear the crowds, it's going to be my nerdy board game con. It's it's Essen and it's in Germany, so mm-hmm. it's the biggest board game con of the year, and that's where they do all the awards and every publisher uh, developer there. And you know, you also get to experience <coughs> a whole different like environment and culture. So um, I would pick I would pick Essen if I if I had to pick a big con. For me, it's a tie-up between E3 and what's the big one in Japan? Tokyo Game Show. Show. Yeah. See, I I would love to go uh, back to – I've been overseas a couple times um, all throughout uh, Europe and and a little bit into um, the northern part of Africa, but I've never gotten to do, like, Japan. And I think that would be really cool um, to go experience a new culture plus – get to see all the cool gaming stuff. However, like E3, E3 is like the, that's, that's the, that's the home run derby of, of what we're looking for as gamers. I think that would be the one I'd want to go to and like experience. So I'm going to go with E3. That's going to be the one I'll, I'll finally settle on. But in my head, I was like, both those were at the top. So. All right. Think about TGS. I definitely want to go to TGS. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so what is your favorite platform or way to game? And I think they're talking like PC mobile console. Um, and they asked why, like, why is that your favorite, like your go-to? Uh, we'll go with uh, Josh first. You say platform or a what? <clears throat> so I think like when I was reading this one on the paper, he was, I think he wrote down PC mobile. So like, uh... is it, is it PC gaming? Is it mobile gaming? Is it like system, like, uh, your Xbox or PS4, like, uh, which what is your favorite way to to play right now? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I mean, it used to be PC when it was like easy to keep up with, but it's definitely console gaming now. Um, and my Xbox <coughs> One X is my favorite uh, console right now, just because you know when I got it, I upgraded 4K with you know they got the TV and the console, so you know I just like the ability to game share for one which is awesome and um, i have so many digital uh 4k games now it's just nice to have them without having to put discs in and go back and forth so and i've always been an xbox guy since the original xbox Dad, how about you yeah right now it's got to be console and i mean that's mainly because i can't afford to pc game <laughs> Like Josh said, just keeping up with it and the upgrades and all that stuff, it makes it really difficult if you don't have the budget for it. Um, my favorite console, yeah, it's just console gaming in general. Um, it's just easy. You just plug it in. Let's go. 
Um, yeah, I've got the X. I've got the the PS4. Um, PS4 is probably just my go-to just because it always has been, but I do really like what the X does. Um, you definitely can tell the difference in games. Um, like just playing Destiny, for example, you can see how much better and smoother the game actually runs on Xbox in comparison to the Pro. Um, so I do like what they've got under the hood on the Xbox. I'm just, I'm just hoping they have... The, the, I'm, I'm hoping that this E3, Microsoft actually does really well because i, I want to be able to take advantage of of the x and i just need them to get more games that i want to play honestly yeah <laughs> um it's just they just they just don't have the type of games i want to play but most of my third-party gaming will probably be done on the x just because it's going to play better so um and right now for me it's pc um i'm new into the pc world like i'm playing games that are five six years old but i'm having a blast like I, i've played a lot of Dota 2. <laughs> I played a lot of Dota 2. <laughs> um, I, I, I've, I've, uh, I've missed meals, like because I was playing Dota 2, and wow. like just like literally, uh, it was. I think it was last last weekend. I spent all Saturday working on the house and helping my wife with stuff, and then Sunday she was she was she was out with a friend doing stuff the whole day. So I started playing Dota 2 at like I was like seven in the morning. I don't think I stopped until. Oh goodness! It, it might have been five, six in the evening, and I had I hadn't eaten that day. Like that I literally was like, "Oh, great day! I, what did I do? Like I need to, I need to eat some food. <laughs> I'm just up here playing Dota, and it's stuff like that. Like I just kind of got hooked um, on these things that I missed, and so now that I have those experiences, uh, I bet by the time I get in the middle of the summer, uh, I'll be back on my Xbox more. Um, but for right now, like there's all these things that I, I never got to try. And now I'm just I'm hooked. Like I love it. So, um, all right, Coach, I'm gonna need you to get the humble bundle, just so you can experience Destiny on the PC in 60 frames. Okay. I was gonna say no <laughs> until I realized I now have a controller dedicated to this, so I can I won't have to do mouse and keyboard. I'm still not solid on the mouse and keyboard for moving. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm much better at shooting, of course, but like moving around, I'm still working on. So I would, I would be down for that. I got you. I got you. Nice. Nice. And then I'll be like you, and I'll own it on all three. Because I bought it on PS4 because of you. Because I was like, <laughs> I want to do a raid, and that's where his raid character is. Let's do yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, I've already, I've already put it out there, man. If you, you guys want to set apart, set aside the time. We can make it happen. <clears throat> so, well, my my house is now ready to sell. Uh, we have an offer on it, so we're moving on nice. to that part. So I'm done doing housework. So, <laughs> all right. Um, our next one: Who is your favorite musical artist right now, and why? So we'll go with uh, we'll go with Dev on this one first. You're gonna have to repeat the question because, of course, my internet dropped as you were asking it. <laughs> <laughs> we said, "Who is your favorite musical artist right now, and why?" Oh God, that's a tough one. <clears throat> Man, like I, I'm so all over the place with my music right now. I'm listening to a lot of just like older '90s hip hop and um, soundtracks. Honestly, like just video game soundtracks. Like, I, I find myself listening to the Destiny One and Destiny Two soundtrack a lot lately. God, favorite artist right now? Probably Childish Gambino. Actually, I, I I would probably say he's probably my favorite artist right now. Just his music has always been really good. Um, 
I'd almost say it's genreless because he kind of does stuff in so many different ways, so many different sounds. It's not just hip hop. It's not just rap. He's got songs where he's singing. Like he's just really, really diverse as an artist. And I'm sad this may be his last album. At least that's what he's saying. Um, but he's just he's just doing the damn thing. Charles Gambino, Donald Glover, man. He's just he's just killing it. Nice, Josh. So. I'm going to give you two because one of them is Childish Gambino. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't want to, I'm not on the bandwagon. I've been listening to him for a long time. I have all of his records on vinyl. So when nice. I say records, I mean records. Um, he, good news for you, Dev, is he's not done. He's just retiring the name. He's going to come back as Donald Glover. That's so what's he'll up. Be, he'll be doing his own music under his own name. <clears throat> um, and then um, on the total other side of the fence, uh, Lord is my is is and has always been one of my favorite artists. So I've been I listen to her all the time. So between the two of them, it's a weird rotation. I got some stuff in between, but um yeah, if I'm not listening to podcasts, it's camp from Gambino or it's melodrama from Lord, uh depending on the day. Nice. Both both pretty good albums. Um me and, me and a kid named Angel have this debate almost weekly on who we think the greatest rapper is going to be when it's all said and done from our generation. And I keep telling him that if he doesn't pay attention, he's never going to catch it. And it's uh, J. Cole. J. Cole is on a whole different level lyrically than I think anybody. I think, yes, we all know Eminem is a great lyricist and he's really good at multiple syllable rhymes. However, the the meaning behind it is nowhere near as powerful as Jake Cole's been doing the last two albums. And so I think he's he's probably my favorite artist right now. Um, I will also say I've only been, I want to say four tracks deep on the, the newest uh, uh, album that's coming out. Um, and I know I've got some catching up to do, but that's a post-move thing. I'm, I'm a silence person. Um, I drive in silence. I work in silence. Like I'm not, I, the reason I do that is because that's where I think. And so a lot of people like when they drive, they won't listen to music. Mm-mm. When I'm driving, like I'm thinking about what I need to get done, how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to attack every detail. Uh, when I work out, that's the only time I really listen to music because that's the only time I don't have to think. I just go do. And so I'm pretty behind musically, but I'm going to stick with uh, J. Cole. I, I've listened to two albums from Childish Gambino, but when that track went live, and I, I literally was like, guys, look, I, I put it in. I was like, have you guys seen this yet? And then the next day, someone else goes, have you guys seen this yet? And I'm like, yes, I mentioned yeah. it yesterday. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> that video, like it's, oh my goodness. And I, I think I was talking to actually you guys about it the other day. I was like, the, the church scene to this day, like it, yeah. it makes me, it makes the hair in my arm stand up. Um, and it's led to some very good conversation with my kids. And I'm just like, guys, like this is what we're talking about. This is what artists look like. This is what it's supposed to be, where everything they do from the way a lyric is pronounced to the way it's hit on a beat to where it is in the video, like that's what we're looking for. And I, I hope we get more of it in, in the near future. I hope we do. So, all right. Now, this is where I'm going to stop. I'm going to save the rest of the questions uh, for our next main episode. Because remember, we our main episode this week. Next week, we're a mini, mini, main, main, mini. Stuff like that. So we get into my favorite part, which is our game of the year conversation. So here we go. 
Josh, what is your game of the year for 2018? Oh, man. What a terrible surprise this is. <laughs> I'm so <sorry laughs> <for that. laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, if I have to pick a game right now, it's Far Cry 5. Uh, and I'm like smack dab in the beginning of God of War. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I should be in the middle, but I'm not. I'm like only like 10 hours in. Um, I'm not feeling God of War like everyone else is. I still think it's a great game, but uh, it's just it's like the Breath of the Wild syndrome for me. Like, every, you know, everyone comes in with these tens, these hot tens, and you expect. Well, you expect what what people are saying, and you don't get it. Um, Far Cry Five for me, not only did it it meet expectations, but it exceeded them because I didn't have any expectations. I didn't play any Far Cries before that, which I think is why I feel so much hot, more highly about it than than most people who have played Far Cry before. Um, but that game, like, it shook me in a lot of ways, and. I'm still waiting for people to finish it so I can talk to them about the ending because <laughs> I haven't been able to talk to anyone about the end of that game. Didn't Donnie finish it? I don't know if he did or not. I I've been waiting Donnie for someone to it. let me know. And I've been talking to Kyle. Like, Kyle, finish that game so we can talk about the end. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was so good. Uh, and I'm still not done. I'm going to finish God of War, and then I'm going right back to do, like, I, I probably finished 90% of the game on my first playthrough. But I just crushed it at the end, knowing I was getting a PS4 Pro and God of War the next day. I stayed up till 3 a.m. to finish the game, and it was up at 9 a.m. to go to GameStop. So, nice. uh, yeah, uh, Far Cry 5, I guess, I would say, is my game of the year right now. All right, Dev, how about you, game of the year? Man, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult because I really – really like Far Cry 5. Um, and I only played like just the beginning of it because I had rented it from Redbox and I haven't picked it back up since. But I loved it. Like I fell in love with that game just immediately jumping in. It just it was so much fun. Um God of War also like I love that game. I can't wait to get back to it. And then Warmind for um the Destiny expansion also like they they fixed so many things and just my love for destiny and just how smooth the control is in that world. And now that there's actually stuff to do and chase. Like I am so terribly torn on a game of the year right now because I love all three of those games, but for just so many different reasons, like I don't love God of war for the same reason. I love far cry five and not for the same reason that reason I love destiny. Like it's, it's so hard to pick just one. Um, and like my heart wants to say destiny, but just because that's because I love destiny. But my gut is going with um is going with Far Cry Five. Um, that game is just something about it, man. It pulls you in. There's just the the conflict that's going on in the little in the little town. Um, just how many different things there are to do. The guns, the gunplay is actually really really well. The only thing I don't like is the is controlling the vehicles, but running around on foot or just fast traveling is perfectly fine. Like I don't feel like I need to get in a vehicle, which is a really good thing when the vehicles like they don't handle the way I want to. Yeah. I don't I don't feel the need to get in one. I can just fast travel or run. Um and just seeing where the rest of the story progresses. Like I, I I'm still in like the first zone. Like I haven't even gone in the face for the other zones at all. 
and I'm I was in love with that game. So, I mean, my gut would say Far Cry Five. So that's where we're going. Yeah. Coach, you you said something earlier this year. I don't remember the game, but like I think in February, is this the same game? Because you were predicting your game of the year. And it was like back in February. Is it still the same game that it, I'm thinking it, of? No. Um, so my game of the year has changed the most so far. Okay. <laughs> my, my game of the year, uh, we actually have our, our statistician, Shy. She keeps she keeps check on these, and she she tracks all the game of the year combos. Um, my, if you would have asked me literally, had this, had this been last weekend, if we had done this OT with this question last Saturday, I would have told you Far Cry 5, just like you guys. However, um, a game that I was really looking forward to, and I begged, I begged to get a review copy. It's like, please, please, please. And Kevin's like, I'll look into it, guys, because I'm just helping it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he never responded. And so I actually played, um, that's the only non-PC game I've played this week. And it's called The City of Brass. Um, I am actually in love with this game. Like, I adore it. I think it's just incredible. Uh, I think it's one of the prettiest worlds that I've seen in a long time. Um, it has just beautiful gameplay. If you go to their website and look at their two trailers, they're just nuts. Um, and this is just, it's my style of game. And I love stealth games. I love um, different kind of worlds and seeing people be creative. And that's what this game is. It is all creation. It is all the ability to think and do. And I got hooked. And so that is right now my game of the year. And I have a feeling, I have a feeling in my bones that this will be the one game that sticks it out the longest with me. Because literally nothing has drawn me to my Xbox because of the PC gaming, except for that game. You, you know it's on PC, right? I, I do. However, there's no achievements on it for me. Um, there are the Steam achievements. That, like there is that, but I love I love unlocking achievements, and that's a game I want to get the the thousand on. Is it like an Elder Scrolls game? I'm looking at the video right now. Um, not really. Okay. I, I I don't know if I would put it in that that kind of world. Um, but it, I would say it has some similar tendencies. Yeah. Okay. So check it out. Uh, I promise you guys that this is one. I believe, um, even though it was like such a low, um, I don't think it's sold a lot of copies so far. Um, I believe on Metacritic, it's over 70. And for an indie, that's pretty huge. I saw it was 9 out of 10 on Steam. Yep. So just telling you guys, like, it's phenomenal. Uh, I love it. I love it to pieces. So right now, Coach's Game of the Year. See you, Brad. Nice. So now we get to the ending. We, it's time for us to say goodbye and do all the things we do. So, Josh, um, before we go in, I actually wrote this down to make sure I talked about this. Uh-oh. Josh, I was a little upset with board video games. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I was planning at the end of this show, yeah. I, I did a little audacity work um, where I basically talk about burning a bunch of board games <laughs> because of my <laughs> upsetness. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of Discord jokes. Uh, uh-huh. I, you recently posted a picture of your gaming setup and all your board games and say, oh, that's fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want you to know right now that I will not be adding that Audacity clip because 
I remember what a great person you are from getting to hang out and talk with you again. Oh, that's very and nice of you. You guys <laughs> talking about EA, even though you, if there's one person <laughs> on the staff who loves EA. Yeah. I'm going to go with me being in the top number one spot. Yeah, I also agree. in the two, three, four, five, and nine spot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember that you guys are one of my favorite shows, and the oh, fact thanks. that the fact that EA was one of the things you guys want to talk about just shows how great the company that I love as much as I do is. And so I want to make sure I told you before we exited that there is no beef with board video games anymore. There will be no fires. Except for the fire of my love for you. So, did, did you listen to our episode? I, I did. I listen to every episode. You, you. So, okay. I don't think. So, I didn't have very kind words. For, oh, no. uh, every everyone's <laughs> everyone's allowed to be uh, have a different opinion. Like that doesn't bug me that people don't like EA. All right. Okay. No, I like uh, EA. Yeah. I like EA sometimes. So, sometimes <laughs> being yeah. the. Uh, the, the yeah. No, no, that's that's the thing. Like. I, it wouldn't. It doesn't offend me when someone's like, "Oh, EA sucks." Okay, you 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 have a point. They do some things that I don't like. However, at the end of the day, they make three games that I punch hundreds of hours into. Yes, and for sure. Madden, FIFA, and NBA Live. Those are those are three games that I and I I would even say this year NHL eighteen. I I probably have at least hundred hours in that game. Wow. At least, and I don't like hockey games. But I no, that's the thing. It's because <laughs> of the friends that I have where we go in and we do uh what is it, the EA online hockey league. All right, right, right. Yeah, we go and we play that and it's it's all of us on the ice together going nuts, and I have a blast. Like I absolutely adore it. And so that ecosystem, dude, that's where I belong. That's that's my wheelhouse, that's where I'm happiest. And so that's why I have the passion I do for EA is because of those games. The stuff they did with Star Wars Battlefront 2. Atrocious. I'm not a fan of it, but I still love the company for the things they do give me. So, but yeah. So no beef, no beef to be had. So Josh, as we wrap up the show, tell us where can the wonderful OT family listen to you and uh, you know shout yourself out on on the the places they can find you. All right. So if for whatever reason you're inclined, you can, you can find me on Twitter. Um, uh, it's at Josh Bones. Um, I deleted Facebook. I freed myself from that. Uh, nice. Terrible environment. I miss a lot of stuff about it, but I feel a lot better about myself. You don't have that like tendency to go post how bad your day is every day now. Um, we do a podcast. It's called Bored with Video Games on this very same network. Um, Kyle and myself. Uh, Kyle's the, the mastermind behind it. I'm his henchman. And uh, uh, we love what we do, just like what you guys, you know, you guys love doing the OT. Uh, we're super passionate about board of video games. And, you know, it's it's almost, we try to do a 50-50 split, you know, board games and video game talk. So uh, if you're not into board games, you can come listen to half of the show. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyone just wants to come and join in and listen to what we got, we appreciate it. Um, I do want to say this. I was going to say it at the end, but I'll say it now in my plugs. I'll, for all the coaches, students listening, I want you guys all to bring in packs of Starburst, wrapped packs of Starburst, and just <laughs> oh god, hand them, 
You just say, <laughs> Coach, show us what you're talking about. We want to see that. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> guys, I have three weeks left. I'd like to have a job for the next three weeks. Do that. So it should be three weeks of you uh, unwrapping Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> oh. And that's it for me. That's it for me. I'm, I'm super I'm super psyched to be on uh, the show. I, I love you guys, and I love talking to you guys. So. Now, the fact that I can be on here, I know how much and how beloved this show is uh, and play some video games network. So uh, it's really awesome to be on it. <sighs> Means a lot. Dev, how about you, brother? Well, you know, you can always find me here on the OT now. Um, you can find me on the Internet at Dev A. Tyus. Come holler at me. Come holler at us on our Discord. I feel like uh, it's a great place for us to chat and talk trash and just catch up. And uh, yeah, Josh, we we were very very excited to have you on tonight. Um, Coach was like, "So we can either you know do this one person, or we can bring somebody from you know the PSVG crew." I was like, "Yeah, we gotta get Josh. Like, it's no brainer. Let's do Josh." So we really wanted to have you on here. Um, so I'm glad we were able to get you back on here. Love hearing from you, man. It's always Thanks, a good. That's time. awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love what you and you and Kyle got going on over there. It's it's good stuff. Even like you said, if you're not into the board games, you guys talk about the video games as well. So this is a really really well done show. Um, but other than that, yeah, just come holler at your boy Dave Tyus on Twitter. All right, you can follow me at the Coach Hope on all the places. I think I don't know how many places there are that I'm even on. Uh, someone tried to tell me how to Snapchat, and I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I can I can guarantee you that's something I don't have. One person says, well, look. And I'm like, guys, would I ever call myself Big Coach Mahobi? No, that's, that's <laughs> definitely not me. That's one of you being stupid. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's the Coach Hulk. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I have a lot of stuff that I'm, I am trying to work on. I did a video of my new controller. Um, that's up and uh, it's gotten gotten some views and some comments. So I appreciate that guys. Uh, that was a lot longer than I thought it would be, but it was fun to do. Um, and that's about it. So with that, we'll tell you guys a good night and uh, that's game over. Fight into a starburst and hold on to your taste buds. Wildest orange. Strawberry. Strawberry. Lemon. Lemon. And wildest cherry taste. Starburst. It's a burst of refreshing fruit flavor. Naturally not officially flavored. Shut up and sit down.